0: the program today the bill michaels show back in studio back today then uh, at the wisconsin state fair on thursday and friday sturges south dakota next week all over the place and uh, then eventually going to be up at uh, packer training camp as well we got all that coming up so uh, a lot of stuff happening a lot of stuff happening but uh, the brewers traded yesterday um they they made some moves and they some of them met with You know, praise, others met with, well, I don't know if this is good or bad, but we are going to trust in David Stearns. Others say it's awful. Uh, Now that the dust has settled, Ben Kenny, producing the program today, now that the dust is settled, uh, give me your thoughts 24 hours less, just less than 24 hours later since uh, Josh Hader has been traded away. I still don't like it. More so for the fact of the message it could send to the clubhouse right now. I Mm -hmm. understand
1: the thought of trading him and looking to the future and control and paying and all that stuff and building up the team. I just still don't get a team in first place that has the chance to contend what it could look like trading away a star. Like if Taylor Rogers comes in and he blows a save, what is the reaction like in that clubhouse? So overall, I don't like it. I mean, uh, some people are talking a lot of sense with the reasoning behind it, but just overall, I I wanted to see this team go. I go all in is a very cliche term, but I wanted to see this team really lean
0: towards buying instead of taking this route. In case you missed it, uh, the Brewers got that activity underway yesterday, trading away Josh Hader to the San Diego Padres, and it brought back uh, you know some current big uh, bullpen help. Um, in the form of uh, Taylor Rogers and Lamette, as well as a pair of prospects in the outfield, and Ruiz and a pitcher, Roger, Robert uh, Gasser. Now, uh, driving the trade was, as they say, the long-term competitiveness for the Brewers, but having short-term options to replace Hayter also critical. Make no mistake about this. You wanted to be able to stay viable, for the here and the now, but this was about getting rid of money. Now that I've absorbed it, now that I've kind of looked at this, read about it, because look, I knew what my initial reaction was. And sometimes you need to step back and get out of the emotion and you need to say, okay, what is everybody else saying? Uh, and national writers, local writers, I started reading all of them. Todd, Todd Rosiak, Adam McCauley, everybody. And uh, who are closer to the team? Um, I'm sure it was a difficult decision because of everything that Josh has been, specifically recently. You know, having his child, taking some time away, wanting to call Milwaukee his home, being outspoken about that. So any trade in baseball is difficult. But when you got a guy like Josh Hader, you know it, that that really a guy that wanted. How many times do we talk about people wanting to be in Wisconsin, wanting to be in Milwaukee or Green Bay or or wherever? You know what I mean? And you got a guy that wanted to be here. You know what I mean? So that's hard. And it, it, it's why did the Brewers make the move? And was it a wise one to make? They they made the move. Because they wanted to get rid of the salary. It was a little bit of a surprise. Because I thought it would be more done in the offseason. And don't weaken your bullpen now. But they did it. They got what they could. They took the desperation of what seemed to be the San Diego Padres. And they turned it into something. So, you do that. Um, How the current struggles played into this? I don't think they did. Uh, After listening to... Uh, Podcast and, and reading, the the whole thing about well he's on the downside he's starting to break down I I don't I don't think that has anything to do with it I think this was strictly a money dump we can't pay him we got to get something for him the Brewers can get somebody that can kind of be plug and play and in, in a guy like Taylor Rogers if they choose to use him in that sense they get a buy low candidate in uh, Lamette who has a lot of upside if he can return to that form from a couple of years ago? He's he's not there right now. And you gotta keep a key, couple of guys that are kind of wild cards in the deal. That that that's it. I, I don't think there's any other way to look at it. Now you just say, Do I trust in David Stearns? Yes or no? The whole, I saw vitriol yesterday regarding Marc Antanasio. And I get it as a fan. You know, you're watching the Yankees and the Padres and the Dodgers. They're going, they're stocking up, man. The, the, the Padres, they're going to get Tatis Jr. back. They're still in the, now, they seem to have the inroads to Juan Soto. You watch what's going on in New York with the Yankees. Not to mention the fact that they're gonna end up paying Aaron Judge three, four, five hundred million dollars before time it's all said and done. And you know they want to keep him, you know. You're watching the Dodgers and the Dodgers who last year you thought Scherzer was gonna end up going to the Padres and the Dodgers just swooped in and grabbed him and they just dumped a bunch of money and a bunch of a bunch of prospects into the deal. So you just watch the way some of these big teams, these big money teams operate, you know, and you you're like either one you want your team to be like it, or you think just this is so incredibly unfair. You want your team to be that competitive nature. You know? Then the Brewers went out and they got the the reliever Matt Bush from the Rangers. They picked him up, so they picked up another arm. That big bat that everybody's kind of waiting on doesn't appear to be any closer. Now, today is the trade deadline day, and we're going to pay attention to Twitter and watch Jeff Passan and, Ken Rosenthal and John Morosi, and we're going to watch all the national baseball writers. Absolutely. We're going to pay attention to them. MLB trade rumors. We're going to watch all of that and see what happens. There's going to be more of a flurry of activity, and Soto has not fallen yet. The the Washington Nationals are still sitting there with Juan Soto and his services. So I, I don't think the blockbuster deals are going to come anywhere near Milwaukee. I still think there's one more deal to be made. We'll wait and see what it is. But you also have to ask, if they don't make a deal, how much do they really believe in the current roster that's on the field and saying that, oh, yeah, we're, we're World Series worthy? Because what you wanted was you wanted Hayter in the back end of the bullpen. You wanted Burns and Woodruff and Peralta in the front half. You wanted Devin Williams as your setup man. You wanted that staff to be fortified with enough bats to get you to a World Series. Because this is what you've been doing. You've been toiling away as a Brewers general manager. You've been watching this grow as a Brewers fan when you wanted to see all your fruits of your labor, your efforts start to come together. When the guys that you had controllable, you'll have them locked up. You have them for a year or two more. You want to put all this together. You got really good pitching, right? Because we all know it's about pitching. All you need to do is then supplement that offense. Put it together. And... Instead, the first the first salvo is fired, and that is, oh, by the way, here's just one of the guys we're not going to be able to keep, so we're going to dump them. That's, that's kind of where I'm at today. So on one hand, I'm a little excited. I know the Brewers are still three games up in the division. I, I get all that. On the other hand, I am uh, a little sad because I'm watching what is now and forever will be unless there's a major change and shift in Major League Baseball, I'm watching a small market team try to survive. Instead of going for it, instead of pushing pushing all the chips to the table, I'm watching a small market team try to survive. And that sucks. just does. The gratification, the the satisfaction will be ten times as great if they do get to and win a World Series because they will have done it against the odds. But you know that that light only sh- shines on that dog's ass every now and then. It's not an everyday occurrence. That's it. Uh, so they're still moving, uh, there's still moves going on. Uh, tw- twins are uh, going to the Orioles uh, to pick up Lopez, the Baltimore Orioles, uh, contending for a wild card spot this season. But that hasn't stopped them from acting like sellers at the trade deadline. We all know that. Uh, Trey Mancini goes to the Houston Astros. Orioles are finalizing a trade to send their closer, Jorge Lopez, to Minnesota. According to Jeff Passan, the Orioles are going to get four minor league pitchers. Four. Left-hander Chade Povich, right-hander, well, I don't need to go through the list. They're all minor leaguers. Who cares? Lopez, 19 saves and four uh, with a 4-6 record this year. Jay Cotarizzi goes to the Braves from the Houston Astros. They're trying to make deals. So it's a lot of teams are moving people. Brewers is just trying to tread water right now. Fair or not, that's what it is. Uh, that's the phone number to get a hold of us, should you choose to do so. Then you've got uh, the, uh, the Twitter side of things, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can get a hold of us there, at Ben Z. Kenny. You can find Ad Benzie Kenny over on Twitter as well. Track us down on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can find us on YouTube as well. Subscribe for free there. Subsci- subscribe for free. Go to YouTube.com. You can watch the show, listen to the show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Same thing over on Twitch TV. Uh, You can always find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts as well after the program. You can email the show, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And you can always chime in as well when you're watching the program over on the Bud Light live stream and do it that way also. So that's where we start today. That's where we start today. Terry says, Bill, businesses fail sometimes. You're right. Terry, you're right. And, and the disappointing thing in regards to Major League Baseball is, Terry, that some teams can fail like the Yankees, like the Dodgers, like the Angels, like the Padres. You know, you take some of those bigger market like the Red Sox and then they go out and buy somebody else. The Brewers fail and it sets them back for quite some time. That's the reality of what it is. That's the reality. In non-trade news, catcher Jonathan Lucroy announced his retirement today. He's going to be inducted into the Brewers Hall of Fame coming up on Saturday. In case you did not know. Jonathan Lucroy calling it a career. There you have it. Uh, Let's do this. If you have not heard from the general manager of your Milwaukee Brewers, David Stearns, You are going to hear from him coming up next. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Albanese's Roadhouse. Joey's got some bocce ball going on this week, as he does each and every week. And if you're going to stop out, maybe put yourself a team together or just go get some good Italian food on the west side of Milwaukee. Either way, it's a great place to hang out. Tell Joey we said hi, walk in, give him a hug. How are we looking? Just stop in. The meatball sandwich is awesome. The caprese salad uh, is fantastic, too. Spaghetti and meatballs really good. I mean, they've got all kinds of good stuff. Inside Albanese's Roadhouse, or just sit back, relax, and watch the Brewers game and have a beer. Whatever you want to do. Albanese's Roadhouse, right next to Menards on Blue Mountain Road. That is in Waukesha. Tell Joey we said hi. Soon, we got a lot more. Of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. This
1: is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs>
0: Number two of the Bill Michaels Show and a flurry of news already. Uh, the Padres finalizing a deal to re, uh, acquire Juan Soto from the Nationals. It looked like it's a done deal. Josh Bell is included, apparently, in that deal as well. So for those hoping to get Josh Bell for the Milwaukee Brewers, off the table at this point, Padres going for it, picking up uh, the all-star closer hater yesterday from the Brewers, Josh Bell and Juan Soto from the Nationals today. They are And then they're going to get Fernando Tatis Jr. back here probably come mid-August. It looks like they're really loading up. They're going for it. Brewers right now, they bring in Matt Bush, a guy that's had some brushes with the law, had a DUI, had a prison stint. Uh, He has two Tommy John surgeries. They picked him up from the Rangers. They picked up some prospects and a couple of players from the Padres. Are the Brewers done yet? Let's talk more about it. Andrew Wagner, Forbes.com. You can find him uh, on Twitter as well, at Andrew Andrew Wagner. Uh, Joining us by Andrew Wagner, I should say, on the hotline. Uh, Andrew, what's going on, man?
1: I I hope the Nationals, uh, GM Mike Rizzo and AJ Pro, the Padres, are ready to apologize to every single Brewers Twitter fan for, for, you know, a deal not coming to Milwaukee because apparently it's going to be a travesty that neither Juan Soto or Josh Bell are coming to the Brewers.
0: It is. uh, Well, let me ask you this. Did did you, first of all, give me your reaction to Hader being traded and what they got in return.
1: Uh, I'm not shocked either by the deal or by the return. I, I think, I think, People over, and this is not a a, a money ball thing. I know it's probably analytics. I I think people overvalue closers. Um, I I really, truly do. Not to take anything away from what Josh Hader has done. It has been otherworldly, the dominance that he has shown. But I I think that this is a reflection on the absolute embarrassment of riches the Brewers have in terms of pitching, where they are so confident in, in Devin Williams and their ability to develop and produce and rehabilitate pitchers, but they feel confident that they can trade Josh Hader when they're in first place and still be a legitimate world series team. Um, they don't feel like they're missing a beat. They feel like they're, they're losing a big piece of their team, obviously, but from a competitive standpoint, they have no qualms about moving Devin Williams into that role if need be, or maybe Jake McGee or Brad Boxberger or, or, or even Taylor Rogers.
0: Do you think the Brewers are done trading?
1: I don't know. And, and, and I say that because I think David Stearns would very much like to make some moves to improve the team. But as I've said many times, much to the chagrin of, of the social media world, this is not MLB the show. You can't click the button to force force trade mode. You know, David Stearns can can offer his entire, you know, double-A team to another general manager for an impact back and that general manager can say no for whatever reason um, so who knows You know, he, he said last night when talking about the Matt Bush trade that you know doesn't know what's going to get over the finish line doesn't seem like there are a lot of moves out there that could change between now and 5 o'clock you never know um, but I, I I reject the premise and the notion that, that Stearns is just sitting with his feet up on his desk smoking Mark and Nazio's You
0: know, cigars like Radar O'Reilly and Henry Blake's desk. So, okay, no, a a mash reference. I like it. So let me let me let me back up here a second because one thing that I kept hearing over and over again from David Stearns and his presser was uh, competitive. Uh, What I wanted to hear as a Brewers fan was we got good pitching. We've got the guys right now we believe that can win, and we're going for it. I never heard that. All I kept hearing was, we don't want to go back to a rebuild, and we want to remain competitive. Competitive, yes, but there's a difference between being competitive and what the Padres are doing, what the Yankees are doing, what the Dodgers have done, and that is going for it. Because as a Brewers fan, on one hand, I said, okay, I sat here through the rebuild. I knew what you were doing. I'm glad we got to the postseason, but it's time to take the next step. Do you feel like the Brewers are taking the next step, or just simply they can't?
1: I I think it's different. I I think it's different. One, it's different in baseball than it is in, like, basketball where you're doing a teardown and rebuild. Um, He also, let's remember, in the very opening line, the opening statement, the goal is to get to the World Series and win the World Series. You you know, people are kind of spinning this as, oh, he's just worried about being – I I hear all the comparisons to the the Herb Cole Bucks and the A.C. That's not what this is. You know, in baseball's playoffs, if so few teams get in there, granted it's expanded now, you have to set a baseline of, okay, the goal is to get in there every year and make it happen. With the Brewers pitching, they are a World Series contender every year. With that kind of starting pitching, you're a World Series contender every year. Uh, with their ability to develop relievers and find people to fill those roles, they're a contender every year. Yeah, they need to get a bat to support that. But the baseline here is to be in that position every year. The, the bites of the apple analogy. I know people are sick of hearing it, but it's true. There's no appetite for a, t- a complete teardown and rebuild here. Remember how much people left w- w- when, when Stearns originally started the teardown back in 2015. Granted, they, they got out of it way faster than expected. I mean, if all would go normal according to, to you know, baseball life, this is the year they'd be coming out of that original rebuild. But they jumped the gun. They got really hot in 2017, parlayed into 2018, and they've been going to playoffs since. Uh, I don't think anyone looks at going to the playoffs four straight years as a success. I think it's a great baseline. But everyone in that organization wants to go to a World Series. So they can, yeah, sure, so they can go all in, to use the term. You look at what the Padres are doing as an example. All right, that's fine. The Padres are going to spend... You know, 100 and I think 36 million on five people next season and still have to pay another 20 guys on the roster. Um, two, two people are going to account for $57 million. Do you want the Brewers to be in that position where all of a sudden all their money is going to two or three guys and then you have to get dudes off the street to fill in the rest of the spots? It's just you got to find the balance. Either you want the full rebound, the, the five-year rebuild, then push all your chips in for one year at all-in. Or do you want this study every year where you're in a position to do it and it's up to the guys on the field to get it done?
0: What do you think this team now needs? As we sit here, uh, you know, only hours away from the trade deadline, what does this team need? If you're going to be general manager David Stearns and you're starting to look to make a deal, they've picked up some pitching. They've got to some – the bullpen is going to look dramatically different when they take the field in Pittsburgh tonight. So what else do they need in your opinion? You
1: know, I really don't know. I mean, I think – they would, I, I, would, I think they like to add a bat, but I don't think they need to go out and get one because, one, the offense has been playing significantly better, and that's just how it goes. There's ebbs and flows in baseball. I think the offense you've seen coming out of the break is much more indicative of, of the type of offensive club that this is. Uh, two, where are you going to play them? All right, center field is, a, is, is definitely a place where you could upgrade, uh, but, but who's out there? You know like who are you going to get to fill that position you can't just invent someone to to fill that especially when you have great options waiting behind you uh they could they could go to to upgrade at first base and maybe find someone to split time with rowdy Telez, but they truly believe that rowdy tellez's breakout season is due in large part to the fact that he's playing every day so you risk losing production by trying to add production there and there's no guarantee that anyone that you put in there is going to have success. Uh, you know, look at last year when they traded for Daniel Norris, that turned out to be a disaster. So, I, I think if they have, if they're stuck standing pat, I don't think they're going to feel like they're they're you know in a bad spot. Uh, but I don't think they, they feel like they have the pressure that they desperately need to go out and add somebody.
0: Talking with Andrew Wagner, <clears throat> Forbes.com, uh, on Twitter at by Andrew Wagner. So you look at what the the Cardinals, that means no Juan Soto there, no Josh Bell there. We know the Cardinals wanted to make some moves to try to catch the Brewers and and be competitive. We know what the Padres are doing. We know what the Mets are going to attempt to do, and the Dodgers as well. They want to bolster their teams. So, you know, I I guess in the grand scheme of things, we know the Padres are going to get Fernando Tatis Jr. back as well, and that's going to be an extremely uh, strong squad if all pans out. Um, where would you put the Brewers' chance? Because at this point, you also have to weigh, if you're David Stearns, are we really the best team in the National League, or are we just trying to get to the postseason and and cross your fingers, say a couple of novenas that you get hot at the right time? Because I think that's where the Brewers are at right now.
1: I I, I disagree. I think the Brewers are right up there with the Dodgers um, as the cream of the crop of the National League. They have, even without Josh Hader, they still have front-to-back probably the best deep pitching staff in baseball. When they get pretty far off the back, they're going to have three of the top starters in the national league. I mean, you look at, you look at, at, at uh, at the Padres uh, rotation right now. Okay. Mackenzie Gore. He's out. He's going to, to Washington to trade, go through Clevenger, Snell, Musgrove, and Darvish. Will you take them over the Brewers five? I wouldn't. Right. I'm I'm taking Woodruff. You know, I'm even in a short series. When using a three three man rotation, you you tell me that that you can find another three man aside from maybe the Dodgers that stacks up as, as formidably as as the Brewers do. So I still think the Brewers are a legitimate contender for the NL pennant at the very least.
0: I guess if you're a, a Cardinals fan or a Brewers fan, really, you're probably uh, ecstatic. The Cardinals didn't get Juan Soto, and and again, uh, just to be clear, the Juan Soto deal for those that are just tuning us in. Uh, Juan Soto and Josh Bell being traded to the Padres on the fact that Eric Hosmer, he gives permission to the deal to move forward because he's part of that trade and the Nationals are part of his no trade list. So if he says, no, I'm not going, then that whole deal begins to fall apart and still Juan Soto could still end up going to either the Padres or the Cardinals before it's all said and done, and that would put Josh Bell back in the market. So so we're all clear on this. So the Brewers, we saw them get a hot start out of the unofficial second half of the season, and we saw the bats come to life. Will the real Milwaukee Brewers offense please stand up? I know they had that meeting where everybody got together, and it was it was much larger than just a group of hitters getting together. How much do you think that has carry moving forward?
1: I, I think a great deal. I I, I... When you get a guy like Andrew McCutcheon standing up and talking and saying, guys, I've been on bad teams before. This is not a bad team. I think that means something to the guys. Um, And I I think it will say something, too, to them. You know, we keep hearing about what does this say to to the players that they're trading Josh Hader. Well, what will it say to the players if Sturs doesn't go out and get a bat? Hey, you know what? I know you guys have stunk at times this year, but I have faith in you. Um, That can be a boost, too. It can go both ways. I think the meeting had a lot to do with it, but I you also look at you know, things that Rowdy Gillette said. they had a just ridiculously stupid schedule in the first half. Three, 10 game road trips, you know, not a lot of off days, bouncing across the game. I'll never feel bad about the way that major League ball players travel. I mean, charter planes, first class all the way. You know you're not staying at the Hampton Inn like I am, but mm-hmm. still, that does take a toll and you look at, you look at the second-half schedule, I mean, they're basically home the entire second half. They have got a ton of off days. And I tell people all the time, look back at 2008, when they went on that run in September. And you can use all the excuses in the world. Yes, Christian Yelich was ridiculously hot. Council was pulling all the right levels with the pitchers. The biggest thing about that month, and anyone on that team will tell you, they played almost every game at home. And they had an off day every week down the stretch that season. When you're sleeping in your own bed, when you're playing in your home park, and you have that chance to be the last man up, and you know how the ball carries at Miller Park, uh, there is a benefit to that. I think that will play into it. I think that has played into it. It was good to see them go on the road and keep swinging the bats until Sunday. Um, But I think all of that plays into it. The meeting, being at home getting the all-star break, recharging, refreshing, and going at it clean.
0: The uh, The rest of the – well, let me ask you this real quick. Matt Bush, uh, they picked him up as well later uh, last night, and they picked him up. He's obviously had a couple of Tommy John surgeries. He's had, obviously, a brush with the law. He's not been the most uh, upstanding of characters, but he's coming into the system, and he throws 97 plus, And give me your, give me the lowdown on him.
1: Well, I'm not sorry. You know, I, I've seen all the jokes – um, about what he's been through, and there ain't nothing funny about it. But let's, like, tip our cap. You know, people always talk about the bad crap someone did, but we never tip our caps when they, you know, show the propensity to turn around. And since he's gotten out of the pokey, guy hasn't been in trouble. So you give credit where credit is due. Um, and I think that's that's very noteworthy. Second, you look at his numbers this year, they're ridiculous. He's a hard-throwing dude, 97 miles an hour, just straight gas. Uh, he's gone, I think, 12 straight appearances without getting out a run, and I think he's only allowed three in his last 20. So, pretty good dude, you know, coming out of the pen there, could could definitely fill into that, that eighth-inning role if they move Williams into the ninth-inning role. Uh, leave Boxberger, where he's been at, uh, There's there's a lot of possibility with him in there.
0: Uh, Then you look at the rest of the uh, division real quick, and we talked about the Cardinals' place in it. Uh, There's a lot of talk about whether or not Pittsburgh is still going to make a move before the end of the trade deadline. Do the Brewers, being in Pittsburgh, do they look across and say, hey, you might have somebody that we could pick, we might pull out of there? We've seen that happen where a guy changes clubhouses.
1: Yeah, you know, I was a little shocked when I saw Quintana go from the, the Pirates to the Cardinals just because deals between division rivals, uh, especially at the deadline, are so rare because uh, you always got to overpay in that situation. So we've seen the Brewers and the, and the pi- Pirates make some some smaller-scale trades in the past. It could happen, um, but, you know, anything could happen, I guess. It's trade deadline day. You never know. Like, who saw, who saw Josh Hader getting traded yesterday morning? Right.
0: Yep, sad to see Josh go. Good stuff as always, my friend, and uh, we got a lot more. We'll have a flurry of stuff, I'm sure, before the trade deadline comes and goes. So we'll uh, we'll stay in touch, okay?
1: Yeah, just stop by after the fair. I'm right down the street. You know, we can we can we can sit by the fire, have a cigar, and and discuss. There you go.
0: Not a not a bad way to go. You got it. I'll be. Actually, I'm swinging over that way later today. I'm dropping some equipment off, so I'm going to be down by the state fair later today. So who knows? You can hear me yelling. Right, my friend. Andrew, always good, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. There you go. Andrew Wagner, Forbes.com, at by Andrew Wagner, at by Andrew Wagner. Uh, over on Twitter, you can find his stuff there. Uh, so you got the breaking news that Juan Soto and Josh Bell being dealt to the Padres. Padres have a glitch in that. We'll see if it actually happens. But as of right now, the enormous pressure on Hosmer to approve the deal, and he might get something more out of it beyond beyond three years, $39 million that he's owed. From the 2023 to 2025 season, Hosmer, Soto, Bell, all represented by Scott Boris and our our Gore uh, and Wood as well. Players generally need to be compensated to waive no trade protection, according to Ken Rosenthal. So we're waiting for that thing to go down. In the meantime, the NFL has hammered the Miami Dolphins and their owner, Stephen Ross, as a result of the league's tampering allegation, the Dolphins get rid of two draft choices, a first-round pick next year, a third-round pick the year after. Ross has been suspended through the middle of, the, of October. He also has to, uh, he's been fined $1.5 bucks. Uh, Mr. Bruce Beal, the Dolphins' vice chair and limited partner, he's done from league meetings and such the remainder of the year and also fined $500,000. The discipline uh, was brought on by the competition committee because of the, quote, tampering allegation in regards to Tom Brady. Remember, they wanted Tom Brady. They wanted to bring him over. They found tampering violations of unprecedented scope and severity. I know of no prior instance of a team violating the prohibition on tampering with both a head coach and a star player to potential the detriment of multiple other clubs over a period of years. That comes straight from the NFL after the NFL yesterday was embarrassed in the decision uh, by the judge, by the mediator, in the Deshaun Watson case who said, basically, you don't police your own owners. Why do you want us to police the players? This is what collective bargaining agreement is all about. The owners are subject to fines and suspensions as well, and you've done nothing. As an organization, basically putting the hat right there back on Roger Goodell. Now Roger Goodell and the competition committee come down hard today on the owner uh, after the fact. So we'll see if that then leads to an appeal to suspend Deshaun Watson even further after a lot of outrage from yesterday's decision. That's where we're at today. In the meantime, hater gone. You've got numerous prospects. You've got a couple of players, Matt Bush, all back in the organization. We'll see if the Brewers are done just yet. Hang in there. That's the kind of day it is. Holy mackerel. Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our good friends over there. Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill, Pewaukee Lake. Go over there, get a beverage, eat that pig porker, watch the game tonight, breathe a little after the trade deadline come and goes. Watch the boats go by out on the patio, Smokey's Bait Shop, maybe even grab the the rod and reel and go over and pick out a few. You know, just go enjoy it. Just go relax. That's our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill right there on Pewaukee Lake. And they, too, are looking for help, just like everybody else, whether it's full-time or part-time. Get a hold of them over there on Pewaukee Lake. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next.
1: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.